This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. On to something we spoke on at the men's camp specifically, and the theme was As for Me and My House. And we've been talking this year about taking a position and standing. And um, it is so important that in this time that we're living as Christians, especially in our nation, a lot of people are compromising. A lot of people are sort of hiding away and just wishing that the circumstances will change. But it's not going to change because God is looking for Christians to actually stand in the gap. Uh, it's firstly a spiritual stand before it's a natural stand because lots of people think I must go and do a lot of things in the natural. But there's a spiritual position you and I have to take in. There's a spiritual place we have to uh, step up and say, Lord, well, I cannot delegate my spiritual authority to the church. I cannot, you know, I, I can't tell other people to do it. Um, there's a position I need to stand in. And whether it's over your own life, over your work situation, over your uh, family life, or over a community like our community, God wants us to take a stand. And so the scripture is in Joshua 24, and I'm going to read two verses there. Joshua 24, at the end of the life of Joshua, we've probably heard this story and this verse so many times. But at the end of his life, um, he sort of calls everybody in this nation together to stand before the Lord. You know, it wasn't just the elders or just the leaders and say, okay, you have the spiritual responsibility, so the rest, all the little kids, all that stuff, you stay at home. No, he called everyone before the Lord. Kids, dogs, cats. You know, for some families, yeah, it means a lot more. Like if you're the Usplin family, then you have eight dogs and 20 kids and 20 grandchildren. And so there's a whole clan, you know, so that will cause quite a quite an organization. Imagine a couple of million people standing be- before the Lord. And, and this is what he says. Then Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and called for the elders of Israel, for their heads, for their judges, and for their officers. And they presented themselves before God. Isn't it amazing that even this morning as we come to church, you can just sort of like come, 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 and you go in and go out. But there's something when you and I present ourselves. Every morning you present yourself to God. Every morning you say, Lord, here am I. Take all of me, surrender. And just the the concept of lordship means that, Lord, I am your possession. I'm I'm not in control of my own life. I'm not in control of this day. I, I present myself. And a lot of Christians don't do that because sometimes we have this like familiarity with God or we sort of just float in, float out. But if you would make an appointment with um, uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa, uh, you're not just going to come in there with your slop slops and, you know, you know, if you would go and see a president, you would actually have to go through a lot of protocol. Did you know that? You sort of had to like wear your best suit, your best tie, uh, shave, do all the right stuff. Um, and then you have to go through a lot of security checks to get there. Praise the Lord. We don't need to get through security checks to get to God because the blood of Jesus gives us access into the throne room of God. But so many people are standing outside the throne room and they don't know that I can present myself not because of my goodness or who I am, but because of the righteousness of Jesus. That's what righteousness means, is to stand in the right relationship with God. And based on what Jesus has done, I can have a boldness to come to him. I must have a boldness to stand before him. And so, yeah, Joshua calls all these people and say, okay, you need to present yourself to God. 
And then in verse 15, he, he says, um, he sort of, remember, this is at the end of his life. It's not at the beginning of his life. It's at the end of his life. So, so he's old. He's about to pass on uh, to be with God. But now he's got everyone, all the different generations there. And verse 14 says, now, therefore, he says, okay, now, now we're going we're gonna to talk and we're going to give you a choice. He said, therefore, fear the Lord. Serve him in sincerity and in truth. So he tells them two things before they must make a choice. He says, you have to fear the Lord. You know, if there's one thing in the church in the West that, that we've that sort of gone in the ways we, we've, we lack the fear of the Lord. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. If you want wisdom, then you need the fear of God. In Proverbs, Proverbs it says that discernment and wisdom is some of the pillars of the fear of the Lord. The ability to see, to know who God really is. If we have a religious existence with God and we live by a set of rules, then, then you know, it's always just going to be like, oh, I fear God because I'm so afraid that I'm going to not do His will. Or I'm, I'm always going to, but that's not a fear. That's, that's the real fear is the awe of God. And it's like a reverential fear. And, and yes, sometimes it means that your body is not going to, now, um, Stephen Lungu was here um, last week. Uh, he tells a story of how he prayed for years to hear the, the audible voice of the Lord. How many of you would like one day in your life hear the audible voice of the Lord? Okay. And uh, but then you pray like, Lord, speak to me, but I want to hear your voice audibly. And so he tells the story of um, after long prayers and fasting, and uh, the Lord spoke to him audibly. And the Lord said, Stephen just mentioned his name he said it felt like an earthquake under his feet then the second time the lord spoke to him again he says it felt like electricity the lord just mentioned his, stephen's name <laughs> the second time electricity through his body the third time he passed out he was unconscious for 21 days they his wife and his family took him into his bedroom and a lot of people came to visit him he got they all got healed in the process but he was very unaware of what was happening around him for 21 days. After he woke up, he said, uh, Lord, I've changed my prayer. <laughs> Please don't speak to me audibly again. Dying there, you know? So be careful what we pray. <laughs> be careful, you know, we, we sometimes throw these stuff around. Lord, I want to see you, yeah? And it's great to pray that. But the Lord says if we really see him fully, we will die. We don't have the capacity to see His full glory in our lives. Amen? So, so let's, let's think about these things, things that we throw around. But here Joshua comes in verse 14 and says, Now therefore fear the Lord. Serve Him with two things, he says. Serve Him in a specific way, sincerity and in truth. Serve Him in sincerity. Serve Him with a pure heart. If you are sincere, it means God has restored your heart and you're coming of a place of complete innocence. God is restored, and that's where the devil really robs us as believers because he wants to take that innocence and that purity, that childlikeness, either through religion, either through I want to get more knowledge to get to God. And I love, you know, when, when Johnny Bell shared his testimony again in his, and <clears throat> at the men's camp, and it is, it is just so amazing to hear how God has, can take one man, you know, that, that beat up his wife, and he gives him such a soft heart. And Johnny is 80 years old and he, 
still cries before people and just weeps and he says, hey, I know that God, you know. But sincerity means I'm sincere in my motivation before God. I'm, I'm innocent. I'm not guilty. That's who God has declared. And so, just says that but serving me two ways. And you know, the greatest call of a believer today is to be a servant. The greatest compliment God or the angels can ever give you is to say, hey, well done, good and faithful preacher. Well done, good and faithful accountant. Well done, good and faithful mother. Well done, good and faithful servant. Because serving has got a lot to do and there's a lot going on in the church today that is about i want to be served but god says are you going to be a servant are you going to be a servant or are you going to be a consumer are you going to be just somebody that says hey it's great oh you know but you know that lion wasn't so cool like the last one of last week you know the the other one did some splits and all that stuff you know i don't like that line and and have you noticed that joy, that why is a bit skewed, that the why isn't so lacquer, and then, and, and oh, no, 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 sure, you know, there's Jesus, you know, at least he sent this stage, but, but you know, they put, should have put a love there, you know, because that's, but it's amazing how critical we become. It's amazing how we focus on non-essentials in the kingdom. And then we lose the simplicity of knowing God, of just following him, of that place of forgiveness, and that's why he says, don't don't go there. He says, what you need is you need a sincere heart. And you know, one of the things the devil does is he attacks your heart and your motivation and your conscience all the time. So a lot of Christians don't have a clean conscience. They don't when they stand before God, their conscience bugs them all the time. You're gevete you you're like always like even in worship, you can't focus because you're all over the show. And with these phones and the instant and the stuff we're doing, we We've lost the awe of just being present with God, of being in the moment with Him, because we're distracted. And this is why Joshua says, everyone here, everyone, you need to make a choice. But then he says, put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. (laughs) He says, as you're going to serve God, as you're making this choice, there's one thing also you need to do is remember Put away the gods. Put away the things of the past. Put away the stuff, the gods that your forefathers worshipped. Because where you're going to go and what God wants to do, we're in the promised land, but you need to have a change of mind, a renewed mind, the way you think. But you have to put it away. <laughs> now, they, they left a lot of those gods, but you know what? You can, you can be out of Egypt, but still Egypt is in you. The old ways of thinking and that's what part of sanctification is and part of our life is a transformed life that's why jesus will look for fruit in your life he's not going to say hey how many times did you jump up and down in church how many times did you worship me and you lied on your face he says i want to look at the fruit because there's a transformed life that he's looking for turn to your neighbor and say hey therefore fear the lord Serve him in sincerity and in truth. Turn to your neighbor and just say that. So in verse 15, he goes on and he says, And if it seems evil to you, 
to serve the Lord. Choose for yourself. Make a choice. This day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Well, as for me, he makes a stand. <laughs> he says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And, and the, the question is, how does your life and my life, how does it look different? What, what, is, what is different? Is, is there a, a traction? Does the world look at the church and say, hey, I want to be like that. I, I want what they have. It's so amazing, especially with these teams of ours that goes out into the trance parties, you know. Just testimony after testimony. People just coming and saying, hey, there's something different about you guys. And they don't put a cross on the tent. They don't put, they just put their free dream interpretation, free healings. Uh, and then people walk in there and then they say, hey, who's your medium? Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.